Hey Podnuts, Corey here from Instant House Call. Whether you're a break-fix tech who needs to provide remote support on demand without pre-installed software, or a managed service provider who wants to connect to unattended PCs anytime, Instant House Call makes remote support easy. I want to invite you to try Instant House Call free for yourself. Go to podnuts.com and click on the link in the show notes, then use the promo code PODNUTS. Instant House Call is the best remote support on earth. We can prove it. Try it free now and see for yourself. Hola mi gente, welcome to PodNuts Daily, episode 496, a show for computer repair techs by computer repair techs. I'm your host, Paco Lebron. PodNuts Daily is brought to you by two additional sponsors, TechSite Builder, which is a hosted website builder that allows you to quickly and easily get a clean and professional website up and running for your computer business. Save time and frustration with TechSite Builder. And by CleanIt Carver the image recovery tool for your fragmented images and video files. This is not your normal data recovery tool. All right, guys, this is a short week for us in the U.S. It is Thanksgiving week, uh, my favorite holiday of the year, by the way. And hope everyone is doing a great week since I was last on the air. Um, Hopefully you had a great Monday. Going on to Tuesday, hopefully this is when it'll be released. Um, a little bit later than expected. Uh, just life got a little bit uh, hectic on my end, and just really trying to figure out uh, a couple of things on my end, business-wise, and just a couple issues that happened last week, which uh, we'll be covering from today. One of the things that that happened over the week was I titled this in my notes "The Dell from Hell," and the reason why I called it that is there was a Dell XPS that was brought into me with a power on issue. Plugged it up hit the power button, no response. So my normal process of troubleshooting the, uh, you know, non-powering towers is it's got to be the power supply. So we go ahead, I, you know, I plug everything, plug in a new power supply, or I plugged in a working power supply that I had from another machine, plugged it in, turned it on, no response. Uh, you know, check, reseated the RAM, replaced the RAM with good RAM to see if the RAM was a problem, uh, made sure that the CPU fan was tight, uh, you know, normal troubleshooting, make sure nothing else was plugged in, and machine just wasn't going. So we had reason to believe that the mobile just was gone. Now, I normally do not replace motherboards, and I don't know why I decided to replace the motherboard. I think the fact that I normally don't get towers in, so replacing a motherboard for a tower is a lot easier than it is on a on a laptop because normally I would just say look motherboard's fried it's not going to be worth it you need to replace it you know he spent a couple thousand on this machine it literally just came out of warranty this past January um so he was looking to try and save it so what we ended up doing was you know quoted him the repair quoted him the motherboard he said go for it um we went ahead and replaced the motherboard now this repair was about 2 weeks ago and no, I lie. It was about three weeks ago. And he, you know, contacted us again saying, hey, look, there's a weird issue that's happening after we repaired it. Everything was running. He says there's an issue where the power button, if you press it, you have to really press it in order to get it to power on. And then over time, he would have to hold it for almost like 10, 15 seconds for it to even send a signal to power on to the machine. So I assume that it was probably either some type of, you know, it might've been a power issue. Maybe the actual motherboard might've been defective. 
you know, it, who knows? So I asked him, you know what, go ahead and bring it back in, you know, and we'll try and figure it out. So he brought it in. We looked at it again. I tried to figure out, you know, maybe it's a power supply. Popped the power supply in, plugged it up, still had the same issue um, with that power button issue. So I was like, huh, it's weird. So went ahead, looked at, reseeded everything, still no problem. So ran the diagnostics and it just wasn't working as it should. Uh, ran the diagnostics, um, everything passed, but something just wasn't right. Now, I had the old motherboard and I figured to myself, okay, let me just try and see if the old motherboard with the new power supply will work because it was a higher voltage. The one I had plugged in was a 350. This was a 385. Let me just see if maybe it's the, the, the power supply is just not providing enough power, which is why the original motherboard wasn't working. Plugged in the motherboard, gave in, uh, gave an, uh, um, an amber light this time. So before it didn't provide any type of, um, any type of, uh, uh, signal no beeps or anything like that um this time when i put in the old motherboard it had a um orange amber light on the power light blinking a couple times for the diagnostic code so something had to be wrong with the motherboard which we originally thought okay took it out put in a new motherboard the weird part that happened when we put the new motherboard back on the cpu fan didn't want to work anymore and couldn't figure out why you know, made sure that the CPU fan leads were connected to the right port, um, made sure that it was tight, made sure that, you know, the processor was in there, no bent pins, just the whole, you know, went through the whole shebang. Nothing would get this power supply or this CPU fan to run. And it still had the power button issue. So what I ended up doing was buying a new CPU fan, plugging it in, still had the same issue. So for me, my process is if I can't figure it out and I call a couple of my tech buddies and they can't figure it out, I got to go to the OEM. Now, normally I would have probably just resold them another machine, but the fact that he spent all that money before I already had took the money for the replacement, it was just going to get more messier than me just telling him, look, this is what I think we're going to do. This is my plan. We're going to send it over to Dell, get a quote and kind of go from there. So and I normally do that. Um, the first thing that I normally do for a computer uh, for a computer that comes in for repair is um, check to see if the machine's under uh, warranty. Now, during conversation, I asked them if it's on warranty um, and sometimes they knew they know sometimes they don't. I still check anyway. And the reason why I do that is not to talk myself out of money, but to create a better customer experience. And the reason why I do it this way is so that not only do I get paid the diagnostic fee, but I also can upcharge them for a data recovery fee. Now, let me explain. Now, what, what I do is I call the, uh, the, the OEM provider. I talk to them. I see what's going to basically happen, um, see what's going on. And if it's under warranty, great. What I do is I call the client and let them know, hey, your machine is actually under warranty still. So the repair is going to be covered. However, as everyone knows, all OEMs do not guarantee that the data will be on the hard drive. And it states it on their forms and it states it on everything there. So to be safe, we should really do a data recovery. This is the upsell. This is the opportunity to make a little bit more 
than what you would get with the diagnostic fee. So for me, I charge $79 for my diagnostic fee. Data recovery is $129 plus the cost of whatever the hard drive or flash drive, depending on the size of data, and if they don't have the drive. So nine times out of 10, they always go with the data recovery because either they didn't think about backing it up or they didn't think about... um or they didn't have a drive to be able to do any of that or the backups old. So we do it. We do the recovery, get paid the extra little bit of money. We send it out to um, UPS or FedEx, however they want us to set up. And I have tons of boxes that I order PCs from. So I normally save those. I dump it in one of those, grab the, uh, the, the, the label that they send me. Or if I have to ship it out, I just give it to my front desk or I just do it online and just have, you know, that particular vendor come by and pick it up. So for those that, you know, like, man, you know, that's a big of a hassle. If I'm, you know, if I'm running my business part time, you know, it delays things. Hey, all you have to do is set up some pickup times. Um, and, you know, even if it's I believe they have some late pickups, if I'm not mistaken, depending on the scheduling and depending on the vendor. But you could just have them come to you. And that's less labor that you have to worry about, less traveling time. And the biggest piece to this whole thing is you have a great customer experience. Great customer experience means what, like my good friend usually says, mo money. So it's a win-win altogether. Um, and I chose to do this, this route, even though it was out of warranty from the quotes and the diagnostic, it was still going to be less than it was going to be specifically to me uh, replacing the machine. Now, the also other reason why I did this is because if I have Dell tell me, hey, it's going to cost this much money to replace, I'm no longer playing a guessing game. I'm no longer wasting time for the client. And he can make the decision. Is it worth the repair or is it not? Now, the beautiful part of what I did was um, I actually had a Lenovo machine, same gen, little less in memory, um, but I gave that to him as a loaner because he, you know, he's down for productivity. It's a, it's a nonprofit. He needed this for dual screens. He was on a laptop. So we lend him the Lenovo machine to use. The beautiful part about this whole plan of mine or strategy, I'm hoping, is if it turns out to be way too much to go ahead and do all this, the plan is to go ahead and upgrade the memory on the old machine and sell him that machine and still make a profit on what it was. So not only did I help make sure his business flow was staying intact, we're taking care of him, but we also made sure that we have several upsell capabilities moving forward. Now, the upsell capabilities are endless. You can go ahead and do backup. You can go ahead and do, um, you know, maintenance plans. It really depends, you know, to help prevent these type of things. It really depends how you can get creative of it. And I want to make sure that everyone understands that sales is not a dirty word. This is something that is, is his business. We are working to help our customers and we are providing them a service to make sure that we help them as much as they can help us. And again, this is not a vendor customer relationship. This is a partnership. And that's what you want to make sure you do with all your clients, because doing it this way will win you more clients, even through referrals, than the initial monies coming up front. So something to think about, just make sure you go ahead and figure, uh, explore your options. It's the holiday season. This is a great time to think about these things. And I'll kind of go into that a little bit later. Um, 
Another thing that we did was we did a great data recovery um, for a another nonprofit. It's actually an arts museum over here um, on the south side. They had nothing, and they had a four terabyte drive in a server that completely went out. And I have been lucky to say that it was actually just some corruption on the file system, but we were able to ask for the uh, Windows system for it to recognize the drive. And I was actually able to pull 1.2 terabytes of data, which is basically everything that was on that drive. And they were ecstatic. And um, the data software that I use is RStudio. They do have a commercial license um, available over there. And that just really helps with any type of data points. And this thing is great because the reason why I love the software is because you can connect it. You can um, use Mac drives, Linux drives on a Windows machine. Basically, I disable the auto mount feature on Windows. I plug that hard drive into the docking station, plug it up via eSATA, turn on our studio. It recognizes the drive and it just kind of does its thing on no matter the format. So love this software and it works out pretty well. But the other issue that I run into is I don't really have a good way of recovering images or video files that happen to be corrupted or fragmented. And that is a big issue that we have nowadays, trying to really figure out how to get these images in a proper format and hopefully give a really good experience to the customer. Well, I like to guys to introduce you to our next sponsor, which we were introduced to the software called Clanet Carver. Um, this is from the uh, people over at Czar Data Recovery. And Clinic Carver is an image recovery tool for your fragmented images and video files. Now, this isn't your normal data recovery tool. You know, this specifically only recovers JPEG images, CR2 Canon raw images, NEF Nikon raw images, and certain variants of MP4 video files. So what it does, it, it recovers fragmented files when standard digit when the standard data recovery methods just don't work. And it's designed for small media like digital memory cards. Um, I mean, from what I've used, it's it's a great tool. You know, it works on entire media, the whole memory card, you know, a whole disk image file of the actual memory card and trying to fix the actual images. So I want to explain this. So have you ever had a recovery where you pull up and you recover an image and it has like the first top part, great, beautiful image. And then the other half of it is either like gray. It has another part of the image in the wrong section. And it just, it's like I said, it's just all over the place. And the reason why is because of the way that, you know, it's just a fragmented file. And it works out so great because this software will help to be able to basically look at that file and try and basically correct it. Um, and it's a really cool piece where it basically examines the entire media and it tries to basically reassemble the fragments back in there. Now, it's long and complex process, you know, so you're, it, you're, the requirements are going to depend on per machine. Um, so you want a pretty good machine to be able to do this. And the great thing is that they not only have home user license, but they have commercial licenses. But I have a good thing that's going on right now. So because Clinic Harbor is in its early stages, you know, it requires some calibration for many other variations of files formats that are used by different cameras. So the team over at Clinic Harbor are actually looking 
to see if there's any data recovery technicians that are listening to this podcast that are that you have unrecoverable cases of memory cards or if you have fat fragment video, they're looking for samples so that they can use for the calibration. And what they're doing is in exchange for providing those data, providing those samples, they will provide free license keys and free recovery of those files. So you can't beat that. That's a super great I think that's a really cool offering for us and a lot of us that are just trying to get into data recovery and really trying to become the hero for our customers. You know, this is a great tool. They do have commercial licenses, as I mentioned before, but for data recovery technicians, they are looking to give out some free licenses if you have some cases or some samples of unrecoverable cases of memory cards that you're looking to get. So we're going to have the link in the show notes. Just click on there. It's going to go into their uh, uh, ticket system to submit your email. Let them know you're interested in providing them to those samples of some cases that maybe have come in, and they will go ahead and coordinate with you. So again, Clinic Carver, we appreciate them being a sponsor and look forward to working with the software and looking for it to get even better. So another thing I'm doing during the holidays is I am updating my website. So, and I always talk about this. I'm always updating my website. I'm always trying to make sure my messaging is good, make sure everything is kind of, you know, going from there. Um, I've been working with uh, a couple people that have been in the PR and communications uh, field to give me some highlights on what I can do, um, what can I try and figure out. And a lot of cool things that they're telling me is basically kind of a lot of the stuff that you guys have heard me on when I was on the Computer Business Marketing Show um, with Matthew Rodella is you got to find your why and you got to know how to tell your story. And sometimes we are so in the box or in our own like realm, we just don't know how to really say hey, this is what we do, this is why we're doing it, and this is who we are. And those are the, really the questions you want to ask yourself is, who are you know who are we, what do we do, and why we're doing it? But most importantly, a lot of customers always, and clients always stay with a client because they understand and are devoted to that client's why. So just take a couple minutes, really start thinking about that. And again, it's the holiday season. So this is a lot of those times when you should really be doing some of this research and really understanding what you want to do. Um, kind of like what I talked about before, you know, I was considering on uh, getting rid of residential clients. Um, and I'll go into a little bit on why I kind of, I'm probably going to be reversing that decision just a little bit. I'm probably only going to be taking on certain jobs and I'm going to be doing a couple other things um, to to kind of justify on why I should kind of keep moving forward. And the biggest piece of that is I need to update my wording on my website. And what's crazy, or I shouldn't say crazy, but bananas is as I look at my website, it's been on for the full year. And I'm surprised that I have gotten small businesses from the website and my Google listings, because on all my pages, it looks like a residential computer shop or computer office. And there's nowhere that it says that we do small business IT support. So naturally, as I'm asking the question to myself, hey, why am I not getting enough small business IT jobs? Well, guess what? You went ahead and advertised on a completely different way. 
So this is one of those reasons why I'm going to go ahead and work on the website, um, hopefully change some of the color schemes. I kind of did that before. And, you know, I, and as you know, full disclosure, everyone knows that I use TechSite Builder. Um, and, you know, TechSite Builder has always been a great tool since I switched over and just love a lot of the features that it has. So, you know, on that note, we will go on to our next sponsor, which, as everyone knows, my good friend, Matthew Rodella, over at TechSite Builder. And TechSite Builder is a hosted website builder that allows you to quickly and easily get a clean and professional website up and running for your computer business. With built-in SEO, a mobilized template, and a design made to convert visitors into customers, the TechSite Builder platform will help you take your website to the next level. And, you know, I, I say that multiple times i've given you examples of how that's worked i was with another company before you know they built the website it was a beautiful website it's just it was so complicated there was so much information and there was no way for a user to really navigate and the moment i switched to TechSite builder and this is no joke i saw an increase of customers of qualified leads I went ahead and found I closed more customers just because of the simplicity of the layout. And again, you can create as complicated or as simple of your layout now with the great cool thing that they have, which is the page builder. Now, you you don't have to know a single line of code. And that drag and drop page builder is one of the best things that TechSite Builder has come out with. I mean, I can't tell you how many times that I've kind of messed with things, tweaked things, and just some of the ways to make things easier for my clients. And not to mention some of the cool plugins you can put in there, such as a live chat. You can plug in your data analytics, so Google Analytics and so forth. And you can also set up some of the forms to work with your CRM system. And what I do is I actually just have it generated right into the support email to my repair shopper system. And it goes right into as a lead and I can convert that creating a full flow and trying to minimize less steps for me all because I was able to do all this configuration in TechSite Builder. But like me, and I know like a lot of others, I am super, super lazy. I hate doing website design. Although it's easy, you have to sit down and make time for it. But Matthew and his team over at TechSite Builder make it not so easy that they've offered are they're offering concierge services. And this is anywhere from a complete building of the website if you're planning to jump on TechSite Builder down to just working on SEO stuff and even creating landing pages. And with us coming up for those that have computer shops coming up for Black Friday, this is definitely a great opportunity to either look up on how to create those landing pages on TechSite Builder or for the holiday season, have Matt go ahead and work with you to see if we can get some of those landing pages for you if you're doing any type of Facebook ads or Google ads to your site. And that's another thing that I want to make sure everyone understands is that if you are running any type of advertisements, you definitely should make it go to a landing page. And Matt, definitely Matthew does have that concierge service readily available and affordable to be able to get you on your way. If you don't feel like you want to get in the nut and bolts of TechSite Builder, they have those concierge services for you as well. Save time and frustration with TechSite Builder. For a limited time, and there's a couple things here. For a limited time, Podnuts listeners get 20% off by using the promo code PODNUTS20 at checkout. But 
because as everyone knows, Matthew Rodell is my good friend. And he kind of gave me a hint on something coming up, but couldn't really say what. But as you know, normally our in our community of vendors come together and provide really great Black Friday deals. So if you want to be the first to know about what's going on with TechSite Builder and what he has to offer, he let me know if you sign up for the new, uh, for the newsletter over at ComputerBusinessMarketing.com, which again was the old show that I used to be on, ComputerBusinessMarketing.com, and sign up for the newsletter, you will be one of the first to know when that deal drops and take advantage of signing up with TechSite Builder. Again, TechSite Builder, one of those great platforms that I just couldn't say I couldn't do enough without. And it just, like the tagline says, saves time and frustration. So hope you guys uh, do that. Sign up. It's definitely going to be worth your time. Finally, we're going to talk about the research. And oh, does Jeff Hallish always make fun of me about my research. I am a numbers person. I always take a look at things. I always want to figure out what's going on. I just have to be ahead of the curve and understand where can I adjust and where can I fix it. My issue is that I don't have enough time to, let me rephrase that. I don't make it a priority to sit down and really figure out and adjust as necessary. And it seems that I don't make really big changes until this holiday season. And I would suggest to you guys to really, if you're going to do this, do it at least once a quarter and really try and get ahead because you don't understand how many times I look at these things and numbers. And I realize that I just leave so much money on the table from lost time, lost labor, or just things that, you know, could be adjusted. Now, the cool thing about it at the end of the year is this allows me to figure out, can I raise my prices and by how much? Now, I use Repair Shopper, as everyone knows, um, which is also a sponsor of the network on the Computer Repair Podcast. But as everyone knows from all my shows, you know, I've used Repair Shopper for the past five years. And what I do is I actually export their reporting out of their system. Now, they do have a cool integration called Domo. And Domo is an analytic platform that can provide more in-depth reports for your repair shoppers. Me personally, you know, where I'm at in my business, I don't rely on those reporting as often as I should. So what I've done is I've actually found another site which is actually created by Microsoft called Power BI. And Power BI, what it allows me to do is I can export these reports from Repair Shopper and I can create whatever graphs and whatever charts and figure out what's going on with my data from these spreadsheets. And it allows me to get a visual presentation or representation of what my business did for the year. And, you know, we did a really good year. I think um, the last three months have really been great because we kind of stepped it up a little bit more um, because this is, again, uh, marking next month will be the first full year that I've been uh, full time with my business. And man, heck of a ride. And what's really cool is that it allows me to figure out my labeling. So I found out that some of my inventory items are grouped incorrectly. So it allowed me to figure out and fix those situations. It allowed me to also figure out price changes and what services I was doing most of. And this is what I was kind of leading on before was me sticking with residential clients. I love being able to recover corrupted systems, 
or just bad hard drives. They're pretty straightforward. And that I have my StarTech uh, duplicator that I mentioned in the, in the episode before, or the two episodes before. This makes data recovery and uh, just putting a new system back together so much easier. And I get, and that's my most money maker um, for there. So what I'm planning on doing is I'm planning on increasing my diagnostic, which is going to go from seventy nine to ninety nine dollars. And what I normally do as my process, as I've mentioned before, is I actually basically fold in the ninety nine dollars into the specific um, service charge. So to them, if I have them in on the diagnostic, I'm going to be a higher close rate to be able to get the repair because it's not that much difference in price. Also, I think I'm going to limit my services. So instead of offering, you know, the whole DC jacks and we do this and we do that, whatever. Um, if they are not a business client, we only going to offer certain services residential. If they are a business client, we will go ahead and offer some other services. But obviously, it's going to be at a higher premium. Um, aim in the game is to make sure that this is a sustainable income and make sure that this is going to work as we expect it. So uh, Power BI uh, over by Microsoft, pretty cool tool. Um, and again, I mentioned it creates graphs. It does all kinds of really cool stuff um, to allow me to give a visual presentation and probably help me make the decision on moving forward with residential. And the reason why I don't really want to give up residential truly is because I had a conversation with uh, with Jeff the other day, and he kind of talked about this uh, on the last sun on this past Sunday show is you never know what the client is going through and you don't know if, you know, they're just having a, a hard time or, you know, something's going on in their life. And who's to say that, you know, the two issues that I had before and that I had with these clients that are nickel and diming, although yes, they were, it was a pain. It sucked. You know, it, it didn't go the way that I wanted. I shouldn't condemn a few people or I shouldn't condemn the whole residential clients to just for a few bad, bad apples. And, you know, right now residential currently is about a good 85% of my revenue that comes in for the business. So for me to make such a hard shift, um, would really make things a lot slower in growth, but that's why it's, I'm hoping to get a happy medium to finally get more recurring small business, um, it work and enjoy residential repairs that I like to do moving forward in 2018. So, um, that's about it guys. This is going to be a short episode. Um, you know, as I mentioned, these will get, uh, probably in the shorter episodes, there's not really going to be no time frame for them. I'm hoping to get a couple good interviews in the next couple episodes here. Um, and just let me know how you think about the new format. So, um, you can find me over on Twitter at shy tech CEO, C H I T E K C E O or Paco LeBron over on LinkedIn. Um, if you would like to be a guest, send an email to guest at podnuts.com. And then we want to thank our sponsors, Instant House Call, Planet Carver, and TechSite Builder for this episode of PodNuts Daily. And don't forget, if you need business paperwork, get you started in your computer repair business, then check out the link for TechNibble Computer Business Kit over at podnuts.com slash deals. Also, you know, I harp about this every episode. PodNuts has a special place in my heart. This is why I came back. If you if if this show has helped you in any way, consider helping support the PodNuts network by giving a dollar a month or feel free to donate just $12 and just for the full year um, through our subscribe button on PodNuts.com or just go to patreon.com slash PodNuts. 
you know, any anything that you guys can help us out with, we would appreciate. Thank you again for uh, listening to and subscribing to the show. And we'll see you next time on Podnuts Daily. Music provided by Steve Cherubino at stevecherubino.com.